be still. When I was young, my mother and father would say from time to time, y'all sit down somewhere. What they were really saying was, you getting on my nerves. All that playing and moving around and stuff had finally become more than they could bear. So in response to our frivolity, they would say, y'all sit down somewhere. There have been times when in my own family, we were traveling to a particular destination. My wife would say to the kids, y'all be quiet. Don't talk or say nothing. Just be quiet. Can you give my ears time to rest? And when they were really young, in an effort to get at the same objective, she would play quiet mouse, steel mouse. And I, I can hear it now. Quiet mouse, steel mouse, all around the church house. Whoever moves, you are out. And because my kids were competitive, they would sit really still and watch each other to see who moved first. It was almost like they had stopped breathing. It was so quiet in the car. In my mind, it gave the time, the air time to rest. No noise, just quiet, because I like it quiet anyway. But y'all, listen to me. We live in a culture of noise. Sometimes somebody needs to say, hush. There's always something going on. We're so busy that we don't take time to remember why we do what we do, why we have jobs or create this, that, and the other. So busy trying to be recognized that we lose sight of what's most important. And because of all the noise, we very rarely take time to listen. Sure, we hear lots of stuff, but we very rarely listen to much of anything. I'm talking about the kind of listening that engages the mind beyond the words we hear. The kind of listening that gets past presuppositions and biases long enough to really understand what a person is saying because sometimes what they mean may not be what they said. I once wrote in a Bible study, the ability to hear is God's gift to us. The decision to listen is our gift to God and each other. When we listen to the culture we live in, I wonder, what do you hear? Well, for me, I hear uh, a lot of noise. Yeah, I, I hear folks say, I've heard people say, you're doing too much. You're doing too much. That, that's what I would say about us as a culture and world. We, we're doing too much. That statement means we're doing things that are getting in the way of what, of what is most important. And while we may have made great strides in certain areas, those accomplishments have caused us to lose our way and crowd God out. God's voice seems to be lost amid our demigodness. The idea that we were made a little lower than the angels, endowed with God-like tendencies, and living on God's breath so that we are living souls has gone to our head. It is as if while we were made in the image of God and in God's likeness, we have come to believe we are God. Until something happens that reminds us of our frailty. Whether that is sickness, financial ruin, Family disparity or the fact that we are not as much as we think we are. God uses something to get our attention. It is as if it is as if God says, y'all sit down somewhere. You're doing too much. Psalm 4610 says this. It says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Now, if we hear the text properly, the prominence or the, the permanence of that declaration will arrest you. There is this finality to it that reminds us that God holds all things accountable for its existence. 
accountable for who it is, what it does, and why it did it. Be still acts as a command that empowers the next portion of the text. Stop moving, sit still, and know. In other words, you will perceive and understand who you're fooling with. I am God. For me, it is reminiscent of the of Job amid his trials, uh, being called to the carpet for thinking he could endure a counseling session with God in Job chapter 38. God says to Job, who is this who darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Now prepare yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer me. Or the famous question Moses asked of God in Exodus chapter three, when he says, what do I say to the people when they ask me your name? God says to Moses, tell them I am who I am. There is this ominousness, if you will, about Psalm 4610 that exudes authority above our pay grade. It is as if we know God, but then there's something about what God does that we cannot comprehend or have the ability to understand until he says, sit down somewhere. You're doing too much. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. In the quiet of solitude, God's voice amplifies. That still small voice becomes a shout. Creation shows his handiwork. Humanity sits still waiting for God to reveal an answer that only God can give. God, by virtue of his own choosing, says, I will be exalted among the nations and in the earth. Humanity and their systems will give me my proper due and respect. I can hear people say in, in my community when we were growing up, they say, I brought you into this world, boy, and I'll take you out. Yeah, they didn't mean no harm as parents, but it meant we had gotten too big for our britches. We had forgotten our place. We thought because we had been given latitude to do whatever we wanted to do, that we actually could. We forgot as children that even though we were free, there were still boundaries. Those boundaries were not there to stifle our growth, but to empower it so we could be greater later. In the end, we were just kids. And listen to me, no matter how big we get or old we grow, we are just kids made in the image of God. One of my favorite movies is Rudy. There is this scene when Rudy is questioning why the University of Notre Dame won't let him into their school. He's done all he knows to do, but they still won't let him in. He talks to Father Kavanaugh at the school. He's attending one of the priests, you know, at the school he's attending. And he asks this question. He says, have I done all I can? This is what the priest said in response. In 35 years of theological studies, I've come up with two irrefutable facts. One, there is a God. And two, I am not him. In other words, Rudy, I don't know. And listen, there's power in that reality. The power, there's power in saying, I don't know. But listen to me, if we can sit down somewhere, and stop doing so much, and be still and know that he is God. Listen to his voice. We can know. I'm Dr. Alvin Summers, pastor of East Campus of First Baptist Church Indian Trail, and you've been listening 
to soul food.